Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Brian Sparks. I'm the lead pastor here at the Church Royce City. And we're so glad to have you here on this very special Sunday, our Baptism Sunday. And, uh, and we're, we're just honored that you would come and spend time with us. And, uh, and I pray that this service blesses you. And uh, uh, we have a lot of people that tune in online. And so everybody that's listening online via podcast or radio, or uh, we just want to say welcome. We love our uh, online family. And I have people that listen from uh, all over. We have family that listens from California. And uh, they're, they're just, it's just amazing what God is. God is doing so much more than just what's inside these four walls. Amen. And uh, if you have a Bible, turn to John 21. John 21. We're in a series called Follow. And, uh, and we, we kicked it off uh, last week. And, uh, and, and last week we took a look at and we understood something that being a sinner doesn't disqualify you from becoming a follower. It's actually a prerequisite to following Jesus. Because everybody in this place is a sinner. Every, uh, if you don't think that you're a sinner... Uh, you need Jesus more than you think you need Jesus. Amen? Because the truth is, is that we're all sinners. We all have, make mistakes. We all mess up. We all fall short. And, and, and the other thing is, is that Jesus, we understood that Jesus is completely comfortable being around people that were nothing like him. See, we think that Jesus would only co- would come in and if, if he was to walk into this room, that he would walk up to the most Christian person, the person that had it all together. But can I tell you that that's actually the opposite of what would happen. He would go to the person that was messed up, that, that was on drugs, that had everything going wrong in their life, and he would, he would love on them and hang out with them because Jesus was comfortable being around people. See, we think as a church, it's the church that usually messes up on this. It's the church that makes this mistake because the truth is, is the church thinks that you have to have it all together and they look down on you when you don't. And can I tell you that if, if, if this church or any other church, if you've ever felt anything but love and acceptance, that's the church's fault, not Jesus' fault. Because Jesus likes you. He loves you. He cares about you. He knows that you're mistake, yeah, you, you make mistakes and that you're, you're screwed up, but guess what? He loves you anyway. And I think uh, this is the question that we keep asking uh, or we're asking during this, se- uh, this series is this. Are you following Jesus? Because we make, we make it uh, way more complicated than it should be. We make things way too complicated. It's all about systems. It's all about procedures. And, and am I doing all the right things? Have I read my Bible enough this week? Reading your Bible's good. Uh, have I prayed enough? Praying's good. Have I been to church? Going to church is good, but that's not what it's all about. Are you following Jesus is the question. Am I following Jesus? John 21, 15 through 19. If you have a Bible, you can read along with me, or you can just read it right here behind me. It says this, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. Jesus said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. 
Then Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Then he spoke, he spoke this, signifying the way that he would die, glorifying God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, right now, I pray that you would use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, we have a saying here that paper never forgets. You can title this message, When Followers Fall Short. When Followers Fall Short. You know, I, I'm sure, like uh, me, most of you are on social media, and, uh, and I actually do know a few people in here that aren't on social media, they just don't want any part of it, but I'm on every, pretty much every form that I can think of. Uh, come on, it started with MySpace. Anybody in here still on MySpace? Huh? You st- if you're still on MySpace, you, you need help, okay? So... Uh, you're like, no, I don't have any, there's nobody on MySpace ever, but here's the thing. Uh, so it started with MySpace, and then it went to Facebook, and come on, Facebook took over and took charge, and then, and then Twitter came along, and everybody was tweeting, and, uh, and it's still something that people do, and then Instagram, where you post your pictures, and, and, uh, and, and all of those are great, but now there's a new thing out that I, I'm kind of really liking, it's called, it's Snapchat. I like Snapchat, and, uh, because you just post random stuff, and it has filters, so you can be a goob, and nobody cares, and and, uh, but 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 for the most part, what frustrates me about social media is that everything is so polished. Everything is come on. Everything looks perfect. You're scrolling through your news feed, and you look at Sally, and Sally just made an 18 course meal for her family that is completely all organic and healthy. And you're looking at this, and you're warming up, microwaving leftover macaroni and cheese, come on, and hot dogs. And you think, man, I'm such a failure. Or how about this? You're, 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 you're looking at, uh, you're going through, and you see this guy like Jimmy who is completely buff and, and, and works out all the time, and he's going to the gym for the third time. And you're, you're scrolling through this, and you, you realize that I have just polished off an entire bag of Doritos. I don't know what happened. I blacked out and all, woke up, and all of a sudden there's just Dorito dust everywhere, you know? There's, there's, we look at, we look at people's lives and we compare ourselves and we think, man, I'm messed up. I don't have it all together. And I'm going to show you a picture and, uh, go ahead and put it up there. Oh, look at my family. This was Easter from a couple years ago. Uh, I think, I don't know how many years ago it was, but 
three years ago. And, uh, and what you see here all, I mean, we, we had so many comments on this, this uh, picture. We had people said, oh, y'all are such an amazing family. You're so awesome. And uh, we had just finished. I was, I was at my dad's church, and we had just finished two services. And, and, and so we, and we drove out to my, uh, my father-in-law and mother-in-law's uh, lake house. And, and we're out there, and we're hanging out. And, of course, like every good mom, uh, they want pictures, right? you got to have your Easter pictures, and so Crystal wants this. Now, but what you don't see is what happened behind the scenes. Because everything looks polished, and everything looks perfect, and everything looks good. And, but what happened behind the scenes is, is my kids were tired, and my kids were hungry. On top of that, you have to understand that my son is like his dad, and he hates pictures. I can't stand taking pictures. Anybody else in here not like taking pictures? I'm just not a fan. Some of you are like, man, I love taking pictures of myself. <laughs> I can't think of one time that I've ever thought, I need to take a selfie. Okay. Anyway, so he's like me. My baby book is literally like this. Because I would scream and cry every time my parents would take me to take pictures. And I still do. But, uh, but, but here, here we are, and my son hates taking pictures, and he's hungry, and he's tired. It's, I think it's called hangry. You know, he's, he's hangry. And I know that my wife wants a good picture, and I don't want to be there any more than he does and and so and because I understand happy wife, happy life, you know. And so I said to my son that what you don't see is son... Get over here and take this picture right now. And if you don't smile, I'm going to spank you. Don't act like you've never lost it. Come on. So what you see is a forced smile with tears in his eyes because he doesn't want to get in trouble. He doesn't, he doesn't, want, to, he doesn't want to spank him, so he's smiling. So, but everything looks polished, and everything looks perfect, and we look at people's lives, and we think, man, what, they have it all together, and, and, and we come in. And here's the thing is, is that we don't just do this on social media. We do this when we come to church. Because we come in and we look at people's lives and we think, oh my gosh, there's Christian Tom. And Christian Tom's got a smile on his face and he's got, come on, he's got a leather-bound Bible carrier that's got uh, I Love Jesus on it. And he's got Christian bumper stickers and he's wearing a Not of This World t-shirt. And man, he's got everything perfectly together and his kids are perfect and everybody's smiling. But what you And then you come in and you look at Christian Tom and you think, man, I just lost it on my kids on the way to church. I was screaming at him. I was yelling at him. You better get in the car, get dressed, and you're freaking out. You just did something that would only resemble something out of poltergeist to your kids. They're just, and then you come in and you look and you go, "Man, I'm such a mess up. Why can't I be more like Christian Tom? Why can't I be more like that?" And so what happens is is a lot of times we look at our lives and we think, I don't measure up. I'm falling short all the time. One of my favorite things about the Bible is that God didn't just put the good parts of people. He put the bad parts of people. 
But here's the deal is that most of us only highlight the good parts. We, and that's good. We, we focus on that. But, but the truth is, is there's a lot of people in the Bible, when, we, when you begin to look at their life, you understand that they were messed up, that they made mistakes, that they had faults, and they had failures. David is known for killing Goliath. But David also was an adulterer. Sol- Solomon was w- considered one of the wisest men to ever walk the face of the planet, actually the wisest man to ever walk the face of the planet, but his love for women drove, uh, took him away from God. Moses led the people, the children of Israel, to the promised land, but Moses was a murderer. He killed a guy, just randomly killed a guy. Abraham is called the father of our faith, or the father of faith, and here's the thing is Abraham was a liar. Anytime he would go in, he would always tell people that this, this, she's not my wife, she's my sister. So not only was he a liar, he was a chicken. Right? Peter, we just read about Peter, and Peter was an awesome guy. He was amazing because Peter stood up in Acts. You'll see it on the day of Pentecost. Peter stands up in front of this huge crowd and begins to preach the gospel. And 3,000 people get saved, and it's awesome. But Peter wasn't perfect either. See, here's the thing is I love Peter because Peter reminds me a lot of me. Because he, he was, you know, Peter was up and down all the time. One time, uh, Jesus is having a conversation, and, and, and he asks, who do you say that I am, Peter? And Peter says, you are, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And he says, on this rock, I will build my church. And then you'll see it a little bit later. Peter says, no, you, 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 don't, you, you can't go to the cross. You can't do this. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. What It goes from building the church on him to all of a sudden he's Satan? Like, that escalated quickly. But can anybody relate to somebody? Man, I, I, sometimes I think I've got it all together and everything seems to be going right in my life. And everything's going really well. And then sometimes, man, it seems like I can't do anything right. And I keep making mistakes and I keep falling short. Can I tell you something? Being a follower... Of Jesus will not make you perfect. See, I think I get people go, well, I don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. You're exactly right. It's completely full of hypocrites. But can I tell you, everywhere you go is full of hypocrites. You go to work and there's hypocrites. You go to the mall and there's hypocrites. It doesn't matter where you go, there's always a hypocrite. But here's the thing. is Jesus uh, Following Jesus will not make you perfect. And the great thing is, this will set you free, is Jesus doesn't expect you to be perfect. He doesn't expect you to be perfect. Here, Jesus, uh, there was a time Jesus is telling his disciples about him. He's, he's about to go to the cross. He's going to die on the cross, and he's telling them, I'm going to be raised from the dead on the third day. And he's having this conversation. And he says this to all of his disciples. He said, every one of you, every one of you are going to abandon me. Every one of you are going to leave me high and dry. And Peter stands up and says, maybe all the rest of these suckers are going to do that, but not me, Jesus. I'm by your side. Come on, I'm your ride or die. I'm not, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I, in fact, I'll tell you this, that even if I have to die with you, I promise you this, I will not leave your side. And Jesus says, no, not only will you leave my side, but before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. 
no, no, you don't understand. I would never do that. I would never, and we know what happens. This is what, this is what happens. It happened exactly like Jesus said. Before the rooster crowed, Peter denied Jesus three times. And such an amazing thing. See, here's the thing. is that I don't want to leave Peter hanging out there all by himself because I would like to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Because, uh, but let me finish the question first. How many of you have ever said, I will never ever do that again and you did it again raise your hand everybody in here has done i will never my dad said that uh he quit drinking every morning when he was young but by seven o'clock he was feeling so good he just started drinking again you know that's a but he always woke up on the morning and said i will never drink again and then what happened see here's the thing is is that most of us understand because most of us have done this very thing my uh, when I was growing up I I was raised uh, as a pastor's kid and growing up uh, we lived in Graham Texas and it was a it's a great town and and uh, I I mean we actually played outside we had fun and and uh, one day I came in and my dad had just gotten in from work and I said hey dad I, I, I need to tell you something he said okay go ahead I said dad there's a little boy on the street and he's cussing he said uh oh okay well you know, you know that's not right. I said, I know, sir. Yeah, I know that's, I know that's not right. He said, well, you just, we just need to pray for that little boy, and you just keep telling him about Jesus. I said, yes, sir. I went about my day, and the next day I came in, and I said, Dad, there's a little boy on the street, and he's cussing. And he goes, well, you know that's not right. I said, I know. He said, you just keep praying for him. You keep telling him about Jesus, and we're going to believe that he's going to stop doing that. And I, I said, yes, sir. The next day I came in, and I said, Dad, there's a little boy on the street, and he's cussing. And finally, my dad kind of thought, and he looked at me, and he said, Brian, is that little boy you? And I ducked my head, and I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I never could get away with it either. I told on myself all the time. I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, you know that's not right. You know you're not supposed to cuss. And so every day I'm going to come in, and I'm going to ask you, have you been cussing? And I said, yes, sir. I promise you I will never do it again. I know it's not right. I will never do it again. And every day my dad would come in and say, Brian, have you been cussing today? And I'd say, yes, sir. <laughs> I was a little filthy mouth. I couldn't help it. But Brian, have you been cussing today? Every day he came in for a week and asked if I had been cussing. And I, even though I said, I will never do it again, I kept doing it. Even though I knew it was wrong, I continued to do it anyway. Can I tell you this, though? That my dad never one time disowned me. He never said, I'm tired of you. I'm sick of you. You keep making mistakes. You keep doing the thing that you said you would never do. So why do you even try? Never one time. He kept loving me. And he kept working with me. Can I tell you this, church? Stop focusing on your failures. We get caught up in our failures. We get so caught up in our failures and our mistakes, and that's all we think about. You know, uh, I try to eat healthy and do the right thing. I, I, I'm not perfect. I'll, I'll just let you know that. But my, my weakness is cheeseburgers. Come on, anybody. I, you can have your steak. I like steak. That's good. But you give me a good cheeseburger and french fries, come on. That's like, that's my love language. It's cheeseburgers. And um, I married the right woman because she, she loves them too. So, 
Uh, but but I, I love cheeseburgers, and sometimes I'll think, okay, you know what? I'm not going to eat any cheeseburgers this week. <laughs> I'm going to behave myself. I'm not going to eat cheeseburgers. I'm not going to eat french fries. And the more I think about cheeseburgers, the more they magically appear. That I don't even eat at Carl's Jr., but that sign on the way to Rockwall taunts me. Come eat a cheeseburger at Carl's Jr. Why not? You know, and I'm so I'm sitting there, and the more that I look at it, the more I focus on what I shouldn't do, the more I think about it. And the more I think about it, the more I want to do it. Uh, I was a firefighter, paramedic for a lot of years, and and people decided every now and then, you know, we're, they're out and they have to block traffic. And so they'll park in, uh, the, the engine so that they can block the lanes of traffic. Everybody gets frustrated and aggravated. Well, but every now and then some, somebody will, I don't understand how, but they'll actually hit the back of an engine. They'll hit the back of the fire truck. And, uh, and so they'll, they'll hit this and they go, okay, well, uh, you know what? We need to do something about this. Maybe they're not seeing this giant red apparatus, right, standing, sitting so we'll put more lights on it. Because more lights, more better. Are y'all with me? So they put more lights, and they light that thing up like the 4th of July. I mean, there's so many stinking lights. And what they discovered is the more lights they put on it, the more people were drawn to it. And they actually, the accidents went up because the more lights, the more people followed what they saw. Here's the thing is you will always be drawn to what you focus on. So if you're always focused on your mistakes and your faults and your failures and all your mess ups, guess what? You're going to continue to be drawn to those faults and those mistakes and those failures. But can I tell you that if you stop focusing on your mistakes and you start focusing on God's grace, His love, and His mercy, we begin to get drawn to grace, His love, and His mercy. But Peter realized that he had messed up. He realized that I did the thing that I said I would never do. I did the the very thing that I promised I wouldn't do. I did it. And he was so focused on his mistake. He was so focused on his failure that he did like a lot of people do and they just walk away. He said, you know what, why would I even try to call myself a disciple when I messed up, when I made this mistake, when I did the thing I said I would never do? Why would I call myself a follower of Jesus when I did such a horrible thing? Why? And a lot of people do that very thing. They think, man, I, I keep doing the same thing over and over again. I promised I would never do it. I said I would never make that mistake again. I, I said I wouldn't yell at my kids. I said I wouldn't look at that. I said I, I, I wouldn't do those things. But here's the thing is that I keep doing it anyway. So why am I trying to be a follower of Jesus if I'm just going to continue to make the mistake? If I'm just going to continue to fall short? Why do I even try? And I wonder how many of you have walked away from following Jesus because you keep falling short. You keep making the mistake. You think God's mad at you. You think he's angry at you. You think he's tired of working with you. He's tired of dealing with your 
failures and your faults. But I love this because even though Peter was focused on his failure, Jesus shows up on the shore of Peter's failure. And, and, and it's amazing to me because Peter comes up and he has a conversation with Jesus. And as this conversation is going on, we think what Jesus would say is, Peter, you really jacked that one up. Peter, you're messed up, man. Peter, you did the thing that you said you wouldn't do. Peter, you failed, you fell short. Peter, you messed up. But Jesus doesn't say that at all. In fact, he just he, he acts like it never happened. He doesn't even bring up the mistake. He doesn't bring up the fault. He doesn't bring up the failure. He just says this, Peter, the call has always been the same. Just follow me. Because Jesus doesn't focus on the flaw. He focuses on the call. He always focuses on the call. See, can I tell you, friend, I know that you think, I'm trying to be perfect, and I'm trying to check all the boxes. I'm trying to get everything right, and I'm trying to do everything like I'm supposed to do. But the truth is, is I keep falling short, and I keep making mistakes. But can I tell you that Jesus isn't focused on what you're not doing. He's focusing on just, just I'm just taking one step. I'm just taking another step. I'm just trying to do the right thing. I'm not perfect. I'm following Jesus. I'm not there yet, but I'm still daily following Jesus. And that's the question during this series that I want everyone to be able to answer. Not, are you perfect? Not, are you behaving? Not, are you doing everything that you should be doing? But are you following? At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.